0: Morning. Good morning. This is the Jamcast here on the campus of YSU. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we have a uh, full full cast today. It's, we have uh, Josh Fitch here. We have uh, Rachel uh, Gopep, and we have Alyssa Weston in today. Hello. Uh, good morning, everybody. How are you? Good morning, Brent. Good.
1: Happy Thursday. Happy
0: Thursday. And we get tomorrow's some... Friday. Woo-hoo. That's right. Happy Just... tomorrow's Friday day. Yeah. Happy tomorrow's Friday day. <laughs> uh, how was everybody's Thanksgiving?
1: My Thanksgiving was was great. Mine was overwhelming. I had five Thanksgivings, Brent.
0: Really? Five? Five. That's insane. That's a lot.
1: I know. First, I had Friendsgiving with all of you. Uh huh. And then I had mom's. Then. Boyfriends, then dads, then another thing, uh, Friendsgiving. So,
2: dang, man.
1: I am tired of stuffing and everything else right now.
3: (laughs) I actually didn't eat dessert on Thanksgiving, which was really weird for me because normally I go ham. And this (laughs) year, I just
1: like. Do you actually
0: go
2: ham or do you go turkey? uh, Neither. No. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, that's right. Well, my
4: mistake.
2: Let me say this. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I was off work that day, which made it that much better. And. I only had one, so, you know.
1: It's nice to have off work on (laughs) Thanksgiving. Yeah, you didn't come to our Friendsgiving.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what a loser. You know, all right, let's move on, Brent. Yeah, let's move on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we have some awesome topics this week in the Jam Bar. Uh, We have Alyssa here to talk about her part two of the uh, Youngstown Catholic Diocese, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Of course, we have a crap ton of sports to always talk about. Uh, We have some local Youngstown stories, talk about GM and uh, Youngstown Lordstown plant closing, and a bunch of other fantastic things. So, Rachel, do you want to get go ahead and start in the local spec, I mean the uh, Jambar spectrum?
3: All right, so Alyssa Weston, along with John Strand, wrote another story about the Youngstown Diocese, and specifically, there was a victim that came forward and discussed his alleged abuse with a Priest. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, would you be able to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so part one uh, was about just getting the facts out there, what the statement that the diocese released, and uh, what they plan to do about the issue of um, alleged abuse in the Catholic Church. This story, I wanted to make it a little bit more um, like personal um, to kind of connect people, the readers, with um, someone who's actually gone through, uh, abuse within the church. Uh, this person, uh, is going to remain anonymous, but, uh, it was very brave of him to sit down and talk with me and John and we got some really good information and it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, because, excuse me, but this happened to him when he was seven to seventh grade and this man is now in his forties and these names are just getting released. He said it's all still very real to him. He still talks to his therapist about it. So it's just uh, proof that things like this stick with you for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I read, I got the, uh, I read part of the story last night when I got home from the, the basketball game because I knew we were going to talk about this a lot. Um, he, he was talk, reading about how he would like, choke him, yeah. make him black out, do what he did, and then when he would come back, choke him again mm-hmm. until he blacked out again. He's like, all I could see was like dots in his face.
4: Because
1: yeah, yeah. So he said that you know, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember specifics. Um, yeah, you know because he, he would you know get knocked unconscious. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't until you know um, someone else kind of said something, uh, kind of brought light to the situation that he stopped. Yeah. So it was like know,
0: one of his like fellow classmates or something. Like right. He right. And yeah, was like, "Hey, let him go." Then he grabbed him, and then but that was the last time that he. Uh, the guy that came out yes was
2: attacked that's crazy yeah
3: and i thought that putting that in the story was very impactful i don't think it was too much information to make the reader you know be like oh my gosh mm-hmm. but it was it really added shock value it, it, to show like this this man was injured for the rest of his life i mean not in the physical state, but in the mental state too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Both physical and mental, you know, he was saying, uh, you know, he was constantly in and out of the doctor. Couldn't eat. It, it really affected his whole life. And that's yeah. true for, you know, a lot of people who undergo ab- abusive situations.
2: And you imagine it's more mental than physical. Absolutely. you know, Cause I mean, he's still dealing with it in his mid forties, you said, and you know, that's 35 years later, you know, if not more. And it's just insane. I mean, and it's a testament to those guys for speaking up and you know getting this out there. And you know sometimes it, it takes time. I mean,
1: yeah. One thing that was really interesting to me when I was uh, talking with him was he said when this was all going on, it was in the '80s, and it was a time where you respected your elders. You didn't talk back to anyone. You know, his you didn't his parents. Um, you know, he said that his parents he love he loves them and they're very you know supportive and everything. But they would just never have thought a priest would do something like that. Mm -hmm. So he just said it was a very different time, which I thought was interesting too. And he also said it was a time where he noticed in the media women coming forward Mm -hmm. about different allegations and them getting shut down and uh called names and almost victim blaming. So, you know, when you're you're thinking, Why should I why Mm -hmm. should I come forward when I'm especially a, a guy a, a little boy right. with a man, and that's a,
2: that's the thing that might be the most messed up about it is to feel you can't tell anybody something. Yeah, power. You, know?
0: you feel powerless mm-hmm. in that situation.
3: So, was it much more difficult for you to cover this part two than it was part one?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Um uh, there is you almost feel you almost feel like drained or tired after you're done with a certain part of it. After the interview, you know, John and I were like, "This is." important this is something it really got to us and it took us a few weeks because we wanted to do it right we didn't want we wanted to take our time and tell the story right and also just writing the story you know I I record all of my interviews for reference for my notes and just listening back I mean I was getting yeah, emotional for sure um you know I was really on edge that day uh, just rehearing these sto- these uh, encounters and everything, uh, it it really shakes you up and it affects you. I've lost sleep over this story,
4: yeah,
1: um, because it's a tough topic and you also want to do it justice.
2: Right, absolutely. It's- I mean,
1: I don't think that at the same time people realize that
3: when journalists interview people, they are living through their story. They are hearing that retelling in its raw form, and like it impacts us. And yeah, I know it impacted you a lot. You were. Kind of distraught one day when you were listening to that interview, and that just shows you know how open that man was with you and how honest he was um which is amazing in and of itself
1: yeah I've sh- I definitely shed a few tears over this story in my in the office <laughs> it's,
0: h- it's hard not to
1: yeah yeah, well said. yeah.
2: and well done you too. feel
1: thank you so much yeah you feel connected to the the story for sure um but I also think that although it's a tough topic and it's a sad story, I think that, you know, the, the other half of the story is talking with, um, Judy Jones from Snap, which is, um, an agency that helps people who have gone through abuse with priests kind of share their story, you know, and talking to, um, getting information from Things have come out of the Vatican and everything. Just information on how we can change this. So I I try adding a glimmer of hope because I believe that there is a glimmer of hope at the
2: end. Absolutely. And
1: you also um, interviewed Kelly
3: Beers, who is the Title IX director here at YSU, um, to kind of give that YSU connection.
1: Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, we John and I wrote the story together, and we we interviewed the victim together. Uh, But John took on the responsibility of interviewing Kelly Beers. So, you know, we discussed kind of tying it back to Youngstown State because things like this happen here. Obviously, this was the Youngstown Diocese. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, she she's the person you'd go to if any of this happened to you and kind of getting her take on you know, the protocol, what YSU would do. And I'm glad I'm glad he talked to her because it's important. It's really important. Yeah, I awesome. agree. I agree. Um, I mean, this
3: is a big front page story. Um, you can pick it up in the jam bar, and it actually continues on to the fourth page. So it's a long read. Um, you might want to read it in intervals because it is emotional. Um, but you definitely should pick it up and, you know, realize how great of a journalist Alyssa Weston sure. and John Strand both mm-hmm. are. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. So pick up the jam bar and read that story guys.
2: Yeah dude and I also think it just puts things you know in perspective. I mean you know you can be going through a crappy day or whatever and but you know there are bigger problems and a lot you know worse things that could be going on you know. I always try and find the you know, silver know, I hate to say silver lining yeah. but silver lining in a story like that for yeah. the just the general public too you know. Just kind of puts things in perspective. Yep. Well, Absolutely. On a lighter note, we'll pick everybody's spirits up.
0: Pete and Penny, Youngstown's <laughs> mascots, renewed their vows last week.
2: Dude, let me say this. I saw them well, at the weeks game weeks last weeks. night. Excuse me. Yeah, they were there. And they were they, both there. Penny I know was there. Penny they, was there. It was like it it was like a brand new marriage. It really was. I mean you Aww. could see it on their face.
0: Yeah, you could see the, the, the sparkle <laughs> in their eyes and huh. they are. Just and it's
2: snowing, so they're obviously happy. Yeah, I mean, so, penguins I love mean, the snow.
0: Jeez. The, the sparkle in their eye when they look at each other, that's what I want. Oh, that's- how
3: adorable. <laughs> that is true love, right? That is right? true love. Um, President Trestle actually officiated this wedding. Of course he did. Well, not the wedding, the renewal of the vows, but it's really cool because during their first actual wedding, um... President Trestle was actually YSU's football coach. It was yes. his first so, year as
1: football coach, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my so, gosh,
3: Jed, it, it was. Uh-huh. Dude,
2: Trestle is Youngstown State. Like, <laughs> right? he is Youngstown. Like, I swear. He's
0: what keeps us relevant. Yeah. Just that name.
2: Trestle.
3: And um, <laughs> Trestle. our reporter who wrote this story actually was able to interview Michelle Gatz, who is a journalism professor here at YSU, and she was the original Pete the Penguin, and also Carol Bender, who was the original Penny, and um, oh, that was cool. just very cool because yeah. these that's these so cool. women like were in this wedding, and it was mm-hmm. the first time that this ever happened, and it was actually <laughs> at the University of Akron's football game. It was at, and,
0: wait, was it at Akron when they did it? Yes, that's yes
3: bizarre. It was. Um, and basically... I don't think... So. No, it There's wasn't. There's no way. I'll no.
2: I'm like, That's because
1: um, a local weatherman... Uh, uh, yeah, you're right.
3: It. I apologize. My it, bad. Okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but basically, they invited um, high school mascots to uh-huh. come and, you know, be the audience to the wedding. That's funny. And it... it
1: seems like
2: it was a good time yeah for sure that's pretty cool i
1: had a i've had michelle for a few classes and i've heard the story about pete and penny getting (laughs) married so many times it's a great story i love hearing it every time and i'm really happy she was part of it because it was a huge part of her life and it was uh she said that they learned the wedding march and she her and carol planned the entire thing and she said it almost got shut down they almost didn't have a wedding but they pulled through and they got a lot of the local News there, which was great. She said at the time because you know, given given YSU a little coverage, which is always great. I
0: wonder. I wonder if Penny got cold feet.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: Lol, Brent. Hey, I'm an ordained <laughs> minister. You guys, no, Do you're know not. That? Yeah, no, uh-huh. I literally married one of my best friends this past summer. No, I didn't marry. I did, it. Marry me I did it. I marry, I did Listen. it online, and it was so cool. I'm like, it was like, honestly, it was like one of the most fulfilling things I've ever How done. Did I not hear about that?
1: I don't know. Josh, I really want you to marry me now. These, yeah. Who are these friends?
2: Uh, my friend Tessa, who I went to high school with, I've known for years now. She's one of she's one of my best friends. She moved away. Her husband is um in the army, so they're down in Tennessee now. But um yeah, it was so cool. I mean I it wasn't anything, you know. Like, I'm not, like, a priest, you know, or anything. You know, (laughs) I just have the title. And they sent me, like, a little card I keep in my wallet, too. (laughs) It's like, listen (laughs) here. I'll just pull it out. Listen here.
3: So did you get ordained specifically for them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so So she came up, like,
2: you know, they weren't um, overly religious or anything. And they didn't really want a huge thing, you know. So she came up to me. You know, her and I can talk about anything. And she's like, listen, this would be really cool, I think, if you could do this for us. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm all over it. And it was it was seriously so much fun. They should
1: have had you instead of President Trestle. I know,
2: man. Yeah, Trestle. I
0: wonder Jimmy. if this he's a- ordained. Yeah, I was just about to say. I wonder if he has his probably
1: not.
2: Work. Oh, I'm about to show him my card. And be we're like, being- listen here to me.
1: <laughs> we're being so serious Jimmy. about two school mascots. I like, know. I wonder if he's ordained. Is this
2: <laughs> Listen, hey, marriage is real. Love is
0: real, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, speak- <laughs> speaking of Trestle, little fun fact. Speaking of Trestle, he was at the immigration panel that was also this week, correct? He was. It was him and Tito Brown.
4: No, no, oh, no. Mistake. This was my that mistake. was actually
3: a different panel that was hosted by the SGA. But um, there was something that was held before um, Thanksgiving break called the zero tolerance panel. And basically what that was, um, it was to educate students and community members about how current immigration policies have affected local families and mm-hmm. they specifically concentrated on um, how in June 2018, over 150 undocu- um, undocumented immigrants were arrested at the Freshmark meat packing plant in Salem, Ohio,
4: um, I oh, which yeah. we're all familiar yeah. with that yeah. story.
3: That was a very big story coming out of the Youngstown area. Um, and the guest speakers actually work in Salem currently. And they have a close connection to the families that were impacted by the raid. Uh Um, And this just seems like um, something that would have been really great to attend for students and um, community members just to understand that local impact of um, immigration policies. Mm -hmm. Um, Amanda did a great job on this write-up. And I, I thought it was a great story. Yeah, you
1: always think of immigration uh, policy and everything like that happening closer to the borders. Right. Um, you don't really think about it happening here in Youngstown. So it's an inter- interesting read. Everyone sh- uh, should definitely give it a read. And they also talked about um, you know, how close, well, how much these uh, people keep in touch with the families, which I think is inter- very interesting. You normally don't oh, think yeah. of people who run you know, organizations, talking to families, yeah. like asking how the children are, you know, bringing them food, it's things like that.
2: It, again, it's a different perspective. You know, mm-hmm. it's something else to think about when you're trying to figure out how you think about something like this, you know? Right. The
1: local connection rather than just what we see on national right. news about immigration. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah. And that was just such a big story this summer. I mean, yeah, really the was. local news covered it nonstop and it it was very emotional. Um, I thought at least. Yeah, Ice um. didn't
0: ice just like it just showed up there and it started hauling people away basically,
4: correct? Well, or?
2: they, um, I don't know all the yeah. small details if that's exactly how it happened or whatever, or whatever but i like, um, I remember from when I know there was like an investigation they had done prior because they got ga- they had to gather a ton of documentation and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah, before sure. they could do that because if they do that and then they don't have the proper stuff, then it's you know, it's gate, you know, yeah, so, um. I know it took time but I mean just to see it all happen at once and that many people at one time is like especially so mind close blowing. to home. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's Like crazy. Alyssa
3: said you don't think of immigration raids occurring in the Youngstown area really. And, es-
2: and especially now with all the stuff that's going on at the border, you know, the border I think is a different story.
3: Absolutely. It's you a, know,
2: it's like a war ground. It's like a Cuz it's literally gra- a now. different country at that down there, you know yeah. what I mean? And but, you know, 40 or not even 40 miles outside of Youngstown is pretty um pretty wild.
4: Yeah, for it sure. Is.
2: And then I don't know, do you want to talk about Lordstown?
3: Um we'll get to that okay. in a little bit when we talk about um local our stores. local stories. Um no, 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 that's okay. Um but we are going to move on to another Jambar story um that our Jambar contributor Tyler McVicker wrote. Um and YSU was named a defense manufacturing partner which basically means that the National Center for Defense Manufacturing and Machining has recently designated YSU as an, as an alliance partner, which a lot allows the university to be easily chosen for research and development opportunities.
4: Oh, okay. that's cool.
3: Um, so this seems like a very big deal for YSU, um, but this is also something that is a little bit you know, a little more quiet because it deals with defense. Um, yeah,
0: I was about to ask, like, defense—is it like weaponry-wise? And yes. Defense, um,
3: defense. Yes, I know Tyler had some issues writing this story, um, just because not many people wanted to discuss no. the yeah. specifics about the story. Um, but I mean, this is this is very interesting and it's important for YSU. Um, so. So yeah, I mean, if you, story, if you yeah. take a
2: take a step towards anything and try and figure anything out, whether it's better for the majority of students on the campus, you know, it's worth looking into, regardless of the outcome. If mm-hmm. if something's if somebody is working towards making one thing better or trying to fix something that's worse, I mean, that is progress. And yeah. I think not a lot of that happens around here. I mean, it's the, you know, just from mm-hmm. you know a bird's eye view or whatever, or just a um.
4: What like an I outside perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know,
2: I think the I think the bigger conception for Youngstown is just like everyone's kind of just stagnant, you know? Yeah. To an extent. I mean, you know, there are different things, but this is, you know, good yeah. to see if it's if it's gonna lead towards something.
3: And it actually makes YSU one of the top manufacturing research universities in the US. Um, and it's only one of two universities in the world with all seven additive manufacturing technologies um which
0: have, what are the what are um, the seven Is so that right?
3: includes material extrusion, mm-hmm. power bed fusion, material jetting, sheet lamination, binder jetting, directed energy de- deposition and vat photopolymerization <laughs> I'm like sorry I butchered I that, butchered that That sounded real It sounds like a thing <laughs> I mean I'm not I don't know that I understand what all those things are yeah. um but that's very cool
0: I heard steel so that was I was in so I mean, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, steel steel bending is what it, we we could do the right down the street you know <laughs> at, the, the, <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the mills and everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, but very cool story and good job, Tyler. Let's get into a little bit of YSU sports.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, so um, YSU women picked up the win last night over Akron. They won by eleven. Um, it was a good game. The offense played really well for the Penguins. Brent was there, and so was um, Brian Yager, our other sports reporter. Um, you know, it was—it's really cool to see YSU sports doing so good at the beginning of the year. Because They're playing great. Generally, this has not been the trend in the last no. five, six, seven, eight years or whatever. So to um, see them starting so hot and keep it going and getting some consistency is really cool. And I talked to Melinda Trimmer last night. She's one of the um, Penguins' guards. And before we even did our interview, I, I was just, you know, talking with her. Um, and she said it really does feel good to have this momentum so early in the season. And the team is building confidence. And, you know, because now they're already seven games in. It's not like it's just 2-0 and zero where yeah. it's only the first two games. and Five and two. Right. Now it's a, you know, it's a nice step in the schedule and a good confidence booster going forward too. So um, really cool. Really cool for the women. And then the men um, played last night. But yeah, um, they lost the Robert Morris like yeah.
0: pretty bad. So it was – they lost by 20. Yeah, they so, had a rough game.
2: <laughs> rough game for them, but they're back in action soon enough, and I think they're coming back home for their next game as well. So Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the the, the men will – Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember when the next time the men will be back in town. But I want to go back to the women. The women had a couple really bad losses, like like last two games. Terrible game against Kent. Really close game against Yale, and Yale's yeah. a really good basketball team. Yeah. The fact that they were that close to them, it was which is – it's good to see. Um also like like you're mentioning the uh basketball team last night. They played a fin- like phenomenal. They mm-hmm. played great. Yeah, um, they didn't
2: they didn't really turn the ball over. Their pace I thought was good standing yeah. on the sideline. I thought they were up and down and um you know, defensively they forced errors on Akron. Um Akron hadn't played actually for 10 days prior to last night they only because they were um yeah, they only played three games yeah they were three and zero and undefeated so that's like kind of what i meant earlier yeah. now that ysu has seven games under their belt it's not just a two and oh three and oh feeling you know mm-hmm. it's more of a more of a grasp on the schedule um but i think the penguins defense played to that and you know they knew the zips were going to be a little rusty and they played to that and took advantage and then they cashed in at the free throw line too cashed in cashed in In, which she was perfect from the line by the way that's right sarah cash was right (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's
4: why i said that (laughs) so
3: one new thing that we're trying to add to the jam bar is to try to incorporate more multimedia and um josh actually did his first stand-up for the jam bar last night at the women's basketball game um and for those of you who don't know what a stand-up is that is broadcast journalism and normally you know the jam bar is a print-based newspaper but we're trying to extend our reach mm-hmm. um, and Josh you did a really good job with Thanks. that last night um, yeah, it went really well so can you just tell us a little bit about what it was like to kind of cover your first game as um,
2: yeah I love doing that kind of stuff especially basketball basketball is my favorite sport to cover um, when I was in high school I called all the sports um, football baseball basketball and basketball was by far my favorite so in that of itself, to be down there close to the court is um, always a special feeling, you know. It make, really makes me feel involved. But um, everyone was everyone was cool. Brent and Brian helped me set up the camera and stuff, and they tested my levels for me. So, you know, shout out to them. They helped um, behind the scenes and got it uploaded to our social media platforms too. So, um, no, it was really cool. Like I love doing that stuff. I love preparing for that stuff. Um you know, that's what I want my career to be. So it's it's great to do it here at YSU.
3: Yeah, it seems like on Facebook it reached so many people. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at the analytics last night and a lot of people were viewing that the broadcast videos that Josh put together people, and I was just so proud. Yeah. <laughs>
0: people people like your face, Josh, yeah, apparently. I guess You're beautiful. so. I'm surprised. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I was I was surprised how actually how well it went. Like I helped Josh, I put the camera together. Checked his audios, I'm like you're on. Yanked the SD card away, threw it in my laptop, mm-hmm. chopped some of the ends off,
2: threw it online, and it was that was about it. It maybe took 15 minutes. Yeah, oh, well, that's the, like I mean altogether. that's the thing in this business, especially in broadcast, it has to be up quick. And yeah. you know, we didn't really have any competition last night, but you know, you get out into the um, news outlets and stuff, and you got competition. You're there's you're competing with three or four stations out there, and you want to get it up there, and you want people to see your stuff rather than their stuff, and you know, it's all about preparation and um, condensing things down yeah. so you get it done in a timely manner at the same time. So there's, there's a I was happy I was able to do that. The, the, on the competition, there's actually a lot – there's a good amount
0: of competition last night. There was like for media-wise, it was me, John uh, – uh, the guy sitting next to me, I forget his name, but I see his stuff all the time on mm-hmm. on Twitter. He does – he actually took one of the things I was doing for a while, Right, which is okay. Right. I'm not going to jump on him. But also, <laughs> so we're. Did comp- the Jam Bars compete? Is competing, competing with yeah. my guys, Yeah, I got you. With, is competing with John and YSU's right. Twitter page, right? In the athletic departments, so it's like the fact that we're putting out more content than them is, I think, it's fantastic. Yeah,
2: I mean, any any content that makes our athletes and our university look good is the whole goal. And For sure, I was happy to be a part of that last night.
3: Yeah, you did a great job. Thanks. I'm Thank so you proud. Guys. I'm so proud. Um, do you want to get into some local stories, Absolutely. guys? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I'm ready to talk about this, the yeah, Lordstown plant.
3: Yeah, so um, as probably all of you listening know, um, the Lordstown GM plant will be closing in March. Um, uh, I don't even really know what to <laughs> yeah. say. Um, the, the GM plant is a staple of Lordstown in the Youngstown area. So, You say is... Lordstown,
0: you think GM plant.
3: Exactly. What else That's do you think of? N- there's there's it? nothing in Lordstown. No, I
0: mean, as one that lived in Lordstown for a year, my family lived. My dad had a house there, uh, for four or five years. There's nothing in Lordstown. That plant was like everything to that community. Yeah, there's a there's a school there. The school was slowly is slowly dying. The fact that the manufacturing plant is closing now, I think literally the, everybody's gonna move out of that area. Um, the, the entire area is basically about to collapse unless they get this. The what was it? It was uh, there's some other business bus going to start a plan of. It wasn't Kmart. It was uh, Kia. Not wasn't Kia. It Kia supposed to take over or something? That was just I don't a rumor yeah. Anyway, it's just Either a rumor. Yeah. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, but the whole area, they're gonna be that little small town is gonna be struggling. Oh, I know. Sure.
3: It's just heartbreaking because I mean that 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 is what people live on, and that's why some people are staying in this area. Yeah. Um. And I know that there have been some arguments where, oh, well, there's other manufacturing plants that are trying to fill positions, but most people at GM have been there for a while, making at least $20 an hour, Yeah. whereas if oh, they're going go to go yeah, to... more than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah, depending on how long they've been right, there. Right, right. Um, and then they're, they might go to a smaller manufacturing plant where they might make only $12 an hour from a few stories that I've read,
2: Yeah.
3: Um, which... That's just not the same quality of life. It's and the
2: not. Here is my like big problem with all this is like, and across not just Lord, I mean Lordstown for sure, but across the this is an across the country deal mm-hmm. too. They're closing, I think, five plants across the United GM States stopped, and one in, bombs yeah, and one in Canada. But out. the thing yeah. is, is like they were about to file bankruptcy if they didn't like fifteen years ago. <laughs> Then the government and bailed them out. They got bailed out and they were you know, that's one of the reasons the Lordstown plant survived because they started producing the cobalt and they you know and then you go and cut all these jobs after literally getting bailed out after your company filed bankruptcy. Yeah.
0: I don't understand. After the bailout they slowly started cutting back shift. They were down to yeah. one yeah. shift in yeah. And and the Lordstown plant. Yeah, for right. like maybe seven months, and then yeah. they then, then they finally gave them the asked a kind of, of
1: that, Uh that's kind of what Senator Sherrod Brown said in his statement Mm -hmm. that he was disappointed because Ohio taxpayers uh, kind of paid for this to continue and for this to happen. It's really heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. Um, And all the tax incentives that are going to be gone now, you know, and that
1: it's going to be a ripple effect for sure. Mm -hmm. It's not just one one thing. It's going to affect a lot of different things. And I know that um, Governor-elect Mike DeWine is going to Detroit in January to kind of discuss this with GM. So I I look forward to see what that conversation leads to. Hopefully something positive know, in I this mean, negative, negative story. The uh,
2: <laughs> the only hope is that the government can push enough and hopefully have enough push to, to make them do something or maybe produce another vehicle here. Or, well, I yeah, don't know. One, because they're, they're, Chevrolet is ending cruise production in are. its entirety. Yep. You know. Across the country, which is which is mind blowing. I it mean,
3: is. it's such a popular car.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many more people can buy a cruise because yeah, they are true. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, I mean, gas prices are going to go up at some point. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, always. So I don't, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know.
3: One <laughs> really big factor in this was um, when Trump imposed the new tariffs on imported steel and aluminum. Um, that increased prices for many American manufacturers. So that made it very difficult for GM and not only GM, other car manufacturers to keep up with this. And um, when Trump announced this um, in July, General Motors said um, that it would cost them more than $1 billion for over a full year um, to continue with the production rate that they were at. Yeah. And so this cost cutting is coming with their employees, which is so heartbreaking because they have to choose their product over the employees now
4: yeah
2: and that's why the government you know <laughs> has got to push back at some point and you know i don't know yes yeah. yeah and it it's just, messed up it's really just sad to be right. honest but here's what i hear at the same time like i i do feel bad for everybody involved naturally like any plant yeah. closing you would feel bad or you know whatever. any business but, closing yeah, anything out of the employees control but here's what i hope doesn't happen i hope we're not on this for 10 years and nothing changes in youngstown you know what i'm saying and i don't know any like de- the steel mills i don't know any details on how you bring a business in okay i'm just saying just don't become too stagnant and focus on this 10 years after it's closed yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well,
1: we just had an election, so I look forward to seeing right. what it, like you all said the earlier. politicians that recently got elected, what they do about this. Hopefully yeah. it's something, because a lot of their- After
2: talking about it, exactly. Of, a lot
1: of their campaigns are on the, the basis of bringing jobs to Youngstown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Isn't
0: that everybody's campaign? Right? Well, I know. And, well, here's
2: their first crack at it. Right. Here's their first crack. That's a great point, yeah. Melissa. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean,
3: Trump promised that more jobs would be flowing in here, yeah. and look what's happening the, I mean, this blue-collar area Loses isn't getting point. that. We're getting jobs flowing out and mm, yeah. jobs lost. So if you're going to make that um, part of your campaign, maybe maybe that should be something you stick to. I agree. I <laughs> couldn't it, agree more. Because really I mean, 14,000
2: jobs were just lost in America. So it's
0: insane. All right.
2: Crazy. Well, What's the next one we got? We
3: are on to another... Sad topic, um, man. Man,
2: boardman, news sucks, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the the terrible things are what are most newsworthy. I know. That's um, true. Rick Logan taught me that. Yep, he did. Great, great professor and news editor of the Vindicator. Um, so, a boardman man was charged with raping a girl with special needs, um, and he changed his plea to guilty. Um, and this was something that was reported by WKBN. And um, Brandon Dahmer, 20, had previously pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity to the rape charges. Investigators say that the 12-year-old girl's mother walked in on him assaulting the girl. And Dahmer uh, told the police that the girl asked him to have sex with her or she would call the police, according to a police report. Um, and officers said he admitted to them that he did it. Um, all
2: right, that- listen, this is the only thing I'm going to say and I'm going to shut up because yeah. this is a disgusting topic.
0: It is disgusting.
2: If he gets less of a, pl- less of a sentence because he changed his plea to guilty and is admitting doing this. I don't understand. I don't understand that. Can someone explain that to me? I like would- I get they're cooperating or whatever, but you're literally admitting to your, heinous crime. So how do you get less of a sentence if you're admitting to it?
3: Um, I don't know I, that he's I, going to get less of a sentence from that. I hope not. Um, I hope, I sincerely that happen hope not. Though, but sometimes. that happens yeah, all happen. the
2: time. Mm-hmm. It
1: does. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I sure. I mean, I don't even know what I just I don't, don't understand, say, understand so. if he's, he's saying that the girl said she'd call the cops if he didn't. Uh, like, okay. Like, yeah. why, What? Well, I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. If that situation was true, which I'm I'm going to assume that it's not true. Yeah. What happens? She calls the cops and then what? Oh, he won't, you know. Well, the girl,
3: like, yeah, the girl also told investigators that Dahmer threatened to take her money if she didn't cooperate before the sexual assault. Yeah, So that's obviously a little he said, she said, but a 12-year-old young girl with special needs, really? I mean,
4: that's
1: and where did
3: it's this gross. happen? Um, this happened
1: in Boardman. Boardman.
3: Boardman. So very, very local. Um, did it say how that's the gross. two
1: knew each other
3: at all? Um, no, it didn't okay. go into that detail. Um, it's just a short
1: write-up.
2: Yeah, they probably that investigation's going to go on for a yes. long yes. time.
1: Um, and I hope you know that's that sentence is reflective of the heinous crime. Yes. Did. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, on to a new topic. All right. Um. Crop is almost ready at area's first legal medical marijuana grow site. Um right. so there, there was a former warehouse on Crescent Street, which isn't far from downtown Youngstown, called Rivera Creek Holdings. Um and they are now growing marijuana for medical use. Um so I think that's very interesting. Um it's very close to home. Personally yeah. I think it's exciting.
0: You think it's exciting? I Why think you it's say exciting. That? I think it's I think it's a good thing that uh, the nation's well, I see I've I'm a I don't seem like the kind of guy, but I'm a very like natural kind of guy. Like listen, I'm not I don't try to take medicines unless I don't have to. I just try to do like the most minimal chemical thing that I can do. Listen, if if marijuana can help somebody feel better, like get their mind off of whatever issue they have going on, absolutely do it. Uh I mean also, I mean, you, you tax the crap out of it, government makes money. That's, I mean, who's going to say no to the government having more money that you don't have that dish out yourself, you know, mm-hmm. out of your own, like, income taxes and stuff? Yeah. I think there's just so many benefits to having and using marijuana for medical purposes that I think it should be done. I don't like the fact of people possibly having the chance to uh, use it for just, like, you know, fun, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, like recreational. Yeah, life. for, like, fake, like, faking papers. Like, oh, yeah, I have, you know, I have glaucoma. Give me, give me some oh, of that weed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's like, I don't like th- that. part part annoys me. Like, I would like if it's like 80 year old, like old lady yeah. with like Alzheimer's, it's like it takes weed to help subside her, her, il- her illness. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that's the part that I'm like, absolutely. Right. There's videos
1: it. of it, of it, helping people having seizures and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's like amazing. a miracle.
0: Is, mm-hmm. Seriously, seriously. And it is a naturally grown thing and it yeah. helps people. And I don't understand. Why people are like, no, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. But you'll take like yeah. seven thousand pills to do the same exact damn thing. Um, oh so, yeah, it's so annoying.
3: <laughs> um, and also another positive that will come out of this, according to another WKBN article, is um, that right now about a dozen people work at this um, at Rivera Creek. Eventually, there will be one hundred people. Yeah. Um, so that's job creation there. I mean, it's it's not a yeah, a crazy a, amount of people. But. here's the jobs. thing, Youngstown yeah.
2: can't do either. You can't com- complain about, oh well, we just lost all these jobs, but we can't have jobs in this field because this is wrong or whatever. You know, you and can't you job, can't man. pick and choose either. You yeah. know, a job in the economy from an economy. You know, you look at it statistically. If jobs are coming in, let them come in. You know, yep. And if it's yeah. if this is for medical purposes that are going to help people and be prescribed by physicians who have doctorates and are going to, you know, and, you know why not i mean
1: i I feel like you can have your opinion on it about recreational use one way or the other and that's everyone's entitled to their own opinion Mm -hmm. on that but i mean if this is helping people i mean yeah i think it's a good thing it's
2: just a different topic than recreational yeah it's literally totally different so if this if it's being prescribed and it's monitored and all this stuff and it's using for the right reasons then do it Mm -hmm. things sorry things politically like normally like i don't i don't take too many sides but i'm
0: like really for yeah. that that's just that's just me though
3: yeah um so this marijuana that's currently growing should be ready to harvest by late january and then it will be tested by the state and if approved it will be sent to a processor to make into drugs um and this um company has also applied for a processor's license but have not um heard if they'll get one or not so so i mean that's that's pretty cool though i mean it is, that is good yeah
0: all right and then go to the national stories now.
3: All right. Right, um, Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi was nominated for Speaker of the House. Um and House Democrats on Wednesday nominated her, which basically paves the way for her to to be elected in January. Okay. Um according to a NBC article. <laughs> um and what what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Do you have any thoughts? I just I don't even know what to say. I don't really have an opinion really. It's like Trump it's a been... crazy time we're living yeah. in, people. Isn't mm-hmm. Trump going
0: through like a bunch of Speaker of the Houses? How many has he had so far? I feel like he's had a lot.
1: Um, I'm I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Okay.
2: Well, um, but a Democrat. She scares me. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. Um. Well, yeah. She. Why does she scare you? She
2: just scares me, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there has been um a lot of controversy over this actually, um, between a lot of people and and some of my classes. It has been discussed and. It just seems like a lot of
1: people don't understand it. Um, I I don't understand that. That's why I said no comment. I really don't understand it. I also heard that there was a petition going around from uh, different Democrats trying to stop this from happening, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) yeah
0: i don't know yeah. anything about politics so like that's what i was like i'm like i don't even know i don't even know i can't i don't i I don't <laughs> want to say much because i don't know much mm-hmm. but that's just that's just me maybe it's my fault i should know <laughs> i should i should pay attention to more but i just well i, just I mean it's
3: it's hard to pay attention to a lot. every single thing that happens in the news Yeah, like especially when you're involved with a college newspaper Yeah, sometimes you're just focused on what's going on with your school and locally and then you, you kind of forget about the national issues every once in a while. It's been hard for me to keep up with the Trump White House. Oh, yeah, you've,
0: been, you've been busy with a pretty serious story, I mean, as, if anybody heard earlier on. But yeah. you, you've had your hands – you've been busy.
3: Yeah, you've been busy, Alyssa, so so that's understandable. And I've been busy editing, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on to our next topic – Um. This also has to do with sexual assault. Um,
0: this is a weird story.
3: Yes, it is a very odd story. Um, so there were Maryland high school football players accused of sexually assaulting teammates with a broom. Um, have Have any of you heard about this story? <laughs> I read. No. I read it last night oh, dude, um, this through WSMJ. Is weird. WFMJ. Is weird.
0: With a broom.
3: Yes. Um. So these these students were it was 415 15 year olds um and they were maryland high school football players and they are actually being charged as adults with rape for sexually assaulting four other Jeez. teammates how old are they um they're 15 good yeah yeah <laughs> and My they gosh, like this was a hazing incident with the broom and they've actually been released on bond
2: i'm not surprised
3: um Yeah, it was a $20,000 bond according to um, the court records, and they're not allowed to be on the premises of um, Damascus High School, and they cannot contact one another. Wow. Well, which, that's good. They should not be speaking
0: to one another. Brains that stupid should be put together. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) Because, like, as a former high school football player, we do stupid stuff in the locker room, but that's just crossing the line. That's ridiculous.
2: So the bond was the extent of it, now it's...
3: Um, well then it will, it will go to court. Okay. Um, no, okay. no, I, like that just makes sure that yeah. the person gets until, out of, um, jail until their trial, um, or until well, the next proceeding. I'm glad proceeding. they're being
2: tried as adult. I mean, you're 15 years yes. old, you should know the difference mm-hmm. between, um, and this yeah. just,
3: this is gruesome, um, what they did to these yeah, kids. I mean, I mean, how could someone even think of that?
4: So I'm I mean saying, hazing like hazing that, for yes. what?
1: What? They're they're all on the football team together. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make sense to me. You're old enough to know that's not okay. That's never okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to yeah. me. That's why I'm glad they're being tried as adults, and they should be. That's ridiculous.
3: Um and Montgomery County's uh state's attorney, John McCarthy, um, Said citing tradition is not a de- defense. Um, this is quoting from an NBC mm-hmm. News article, and he said he's offended by the term hazing. It's not hazing, these are crimes, and yes. I would caution anyone yes. to refer to this as hazing. Yes, thank you. These boys were victims of criminal acts, they were not victims of hazing, they were mm-hmm. victims of first degree rapes. Yes,
1: I'm really curious about like the psychology How behind be. this and like whether it was groupthink because this was a horrible crime and they all deserve to be tried you know accordingly but you know a a group of guys in the locker room like i up
0: in their head i I I really
1: wonder i'm wondering the psychology behind it and you know if it was if it was everyone's idea yeah one person
3: said hey why don't we do this because i don't like this
2: kid
1: if this would have happened differently if it was individually rather than a group of them
4: yeah Yeah,
2: and i bet that's they're probably going to try and pin it on one person, you would think, just for,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, sentencing purposes. But yeah. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. No.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, that story written by NBC was very gruesome. Um, if you want to take a read, they go into some of the more horrific details of what exactly happened, um, which I don't really want to discuss on air. Yeah. Because no. yeah. when yeah, you when you think about a broomstick, um, yeah. you know what happens. Um, yeah. All right.
1: Uh, <laughs> How's everyone's day? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, this is uh, awesome. You know, this this is what started my <laughs> day. So, hopefully I can get some <gasps> coffee and me go to class.
2: Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's How much time we got left? We have about We have 15 about 15 minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. We're doing alright. We're doing yeah, good. Yeah, we're
3: doing good. Um let's let's um, you know, stray away from all of these hard news topics and let's talk about um let's talk about something a little more lighthearted. Um, there was a Twitter post oh that says God. a woman blows up her wedding dress to celebrate her divorce.
2: Good for that her. is hilarious. <laughs> so Good for her. A, so,
3: what? a woman in Texas.
2: Um, oh, Texas, of actually,
3: course. Actually, yeah. Everything's crazy in Texas. My dad's from there, so I get it. Um, but. She blew up her wedding dress in front of her family and friends, and reports say that the explosion was felt from miles away. Oh,
0: my
4: goodness. Um,
3: this is all over Twitter.
0: Um, Would she use, like, dynamite, C4? How'd she blow it uh, up? how did I she get know. her hands Let's on these see. things? Let's
3: see. Let's see what she did. Um, I don't know, guys. don't know. Do you, do you think that that's a little extreme, or do you think oh, well, yeah, that's a great way to say goodbye hilarious. to your wedding? I Listen, think it's
0: pretty. Listen, if you're not in love with this person and it's a bad divorce, you got to do something to celebrate.
3: All right, so um <laughs> her dress was filled with 20 pounds of tannerite.
2: Oh my and gosh. And she
3: shot it. <laughs> with a rifle
2: okay that's not- <laughs>
3: that is so texas that, is so, oh, texas.
2: Gosh, that yeah. is so
3: texas and um this
2: is why people hate
4: guns
3: the woman <laughs> told center daily daily times that she was determined to burn it because the dress represented a lie
4: what? oh
3: <laughs> wow yeah.
4: how
1: did it say how long ago she got married like had she um, been she married? Was married
3: for 14 years
1: wow a lie so,
2: I'm Man, not exactly.
1: This sure. doesn't sound like. So at like... least she
2: had the dress paid off. Like right. She at least she's not still owing on the dress that she blew up. Like after I a year or something. I was yeah. gonna
1: say, can she return it? Can she get her <laughs> money back? Uh, she looks.
3: I'm looking at some of the photos, and she looks ecstatic. She's raising her hands up in the air and smiling.
2: I'd be excited um, too.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe she, a little extreme, but um, she said
3: it was liberating pulling that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> it was closure for all of us. Oh.
2: Gosh. <laughs> so That's Texas. Awesome. That's so an awesome Texas. Story.
3: Well, I'm sorry that um, Have you guys ever been to Texas? Of, no.
2: Oh yeah, yes. you guys oh. went for last year. I wanna go to Texas, but I don't know what Never city been. I'd want to go to. My
3: family is from Galveston, Texas. I um go
2: to I hear Fort Worth. Galveston is awesome.
3: Galveston has so much culture and history. Along with amazing that's pretty cool. food,
2: oh yeah, dude, and dude.
3: oh the beach.
2: Hey, you know where I really w- let's talk about travel. You know where I really want to go? <laughs> where? Salt Lake City.
4: Why do you want to go there? You Utah know, is beautiful. Yes, one of the most. Beautiful oh my gosh, just to ever been see in.
2: the scenery and stuff. And and honestly, one of my there's one thing on my bucket list is to go to a jazz game, Utah Jazz game, mm-hmm. for some reason.
3: Huh, that's interesting. For some, yeah, I don't know, but Why? um, it's, it's I don't a, know, it's just an odd team. I like the choose. Jazz. There's no
0: Jazz in Utah. What jazz is not in Utah? Where is it? I'm just listen. I'm just saying. No, music. No, you saying music. Music wise, I know jazz is not Utah. Well, then why are they called the Jazz brand? Because they're originally, <laughs> <clears throat> they're originally from New Orleans back in the day, and oh, then they okay. Team moved. Okay, well so, okay, then that so
2: makes I sense still get because it, yeah. I like jazz. New Orleans but anyway, and jazz go hand in hand yeah. for sure. Uh, I'd like to go to New Orleans.
3: I actually went there for my senior um, year spring break with my best friend oh, Giovanna. That's so awesome! Um, oh, gee.
2: she's
4: awesome. Yeah,
3: she's great. Um, and <laughs> we had so much fun. I mean, again, the history, the culture, amazing food. If you ever go to New Orleans, you have to get a beignet. Oh. Yes.
4: It definitely yes, yes, yes. sounds French. Oh, it is. <laughs> it um, really you know what I think is funny, like about <laughs>
2: travel. That. It's like, like yeah, dude, let's go to um, like la or something or let's go to the beach down there but you kind of like do the same thing wherever you travel like all right we'll Isn't go true. out we'll go get some food we'll you know and then we'll go, we'll go to a bar beach, or something yeah. and like it's kind of like the same thing mm-hmm. every time which is kind of funny but yeah. yeah
3: i've realized that all even though i love the beach i really like going places that don't have a beach so i can like fully immerse myself in the culture of the area i, I
1: can't with beaches i love <laughs> i love warm vacations i love cruises because oh, it's warm gosh. and you're on the water but I don't have to deal with the sand, yeah. which is amazing. You don't love sand? No, it gets everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, I bury myself in it. Ooh.
4: Oh, love it.
2: Listen, there is not a better feeling than putting a towel down and laying on the beach, hand in the sand or whatever as the yeah, sun. Yeah, relaxing, know, you're getting a tan.
3: just falling asleep. Nothing better with than
2: that. <laughs> However, unfortunately, where we go on vacation, Topsail Island totally got wrecked. Um, by this hurricane, where is that so, located? North Carolina, that's where my, coast.
1: my, my parents go. Yeah. It, it it's, every awesome. year.
2: it's very laid back and there's, it's not like Myrtle beach with like with the tourism and stuff. So you can kind of, you know, so I don't know where we're going. I'm trying to convince my parents to take me to like San Diego or something, but I'm, I'm not having much time. So nice. so. I really
3: want to go to Egypt. <laughs>
2: Yeah, not me. I
3: want to go see the pyramids.
1: (laughs) I uh, met with the study abroad uh, office yesterday, so...
2: Tell them a little bit about that. Where are you going? Oh, yeah.
1: I think I'm going to be going to Northern Italy and um, getting some communications classes out of the way, getting a language out of the way. I'm excited.
3: Yeah. That's
0: pretty cool. And
1: what
3: makes you want to specifically go to Northern Italy?
1: Well, um, I was thinking Spain or Italy. Either way, Italy seems to have more classes for communication purposes which would help with my journalism major and the the location in northern Italy just worked for price point and everything I was very flexible because I've been to both um Italy and Spain and so I just said to her whatever you think's best for me and we worked it out so yeah. oh that's oh, awesome that's cool. what made you want to study abroad and like what was
3: your experience like going into that office because I'm I'm thinking about it too but I'm not sure
1: yeah so basically you know I've I've traveled abroad before and you know leaving the country is always a great thing and i just really wanted to do a study abroad and i'm not sure exactly all the details yeah i still need to get all my ducks in line and everything for it um but i decided over the summer because you know as one of the editors i'm pretty busy during during the regular school year for sure and um, I need to get a language done because for our journalism oh, major, you need two Gosh. semesters so of a language is required. And I thought, what better way than to actually go to the country and do the language there? You know, the language classes here are four days a week, which, you know, I'm sure they're great classes, but I think I'd rather be exhausting. in Italy. It sounds exhausting.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally yeah. want to drop out. Thinking about that,
3: <laughs> it's really not that bad. It is that bad. No, I it have to is. agree with Josh. I took Spanish. I enjoyed it. Oh I gosh. had a good professor.
2: I would have to agree with oh Josh. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, tried French because, listen, I took Spanish in high school and like, was terrible. <laughs> okay, like did not do good. So I was, my thinking behind taking French was, you know what? Maybe if it's just something clean, clean slate, I can just try something else. Spanish really didn't do it for me. You know, all right, go healthy mindset yeah went twice dropped oh no i couldn't do it i literally could not do it i tried taking notes i tried talking i couldn't do it it's very hard like i cannot do it to
3: learn a a language at our age i mean the older you get the more difficult it is to learn a language i wish that i would have learned spanish or something when i was younger because it's so important um but you know that didn't happen. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's one more story I want to talk about before we go. Yeah, I, uh, just because like I think it's a fantastic story. The Kalen Bennett story. Uh, he's a kid with aut- autism, and Kent State offered him a uh, scholarship to play Division One basketball for Kent State. He has uh, autism. First player ever. To get a Division One scholarship in basketball with autism, I think that's fantastic. Congratulations to Kent State for 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 doing that for the kid. I hope he's a. I hope one, obviously, I hope he's a great basketball player, and two, I hope everything goes perfectly with the coaching staff and everything. Because the only issue, I mean, I don't not not, that's a bad word, not an issue. I think it's awesome. I just don't want anything bad happening for the kid while on the team because he does have autism. I hope it's not a distraction for the team. No,
2: no, yeah, it's not going to be. I don't. Um, I think that was just a. That's the first time I heard about it, but it sounds like a class. Yeah, it's great. Class act thing, and mm-hmm. so and wasn't actually wasn't he? Um, he's been around the team for like a long time, right? Has wasn't he? he? I don't know. Oh, Okay, um, I just, I, maybe I'm thinking of something
0: else. I but. know he's a high school player though. Okay, he's a high school player with a... That's awesome. He just no, got that's offered cool. A scholarship. I, I think cool. it's
1: about time. Uh, yeah, not, not oh, necessarily yeah. Kent State, but just in general. Yeah, you know, we, we've recently seen like people with Down syndrome walking. Uh, on stage for fashion shows and yeah. things like that. And, you know, it's important. What, they like, they are what nor- the heck They it's are about time.
0: Too. They're normal they're just they're normal people. Yeah. They're man. Real people. Come
2: yeah. on.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so this is in all D one basketball, yeah. correct? Not yeah. just at Kent State. Divisional That's amazing. basketball in it's amazing. I mean like Alyssa said, it's about time and, you know, like people with autism Still can do these things. They can. So they don't they need can. to be, you know, looked past. Yeah. At Any, all.
0: Anybody that's 6'6 six, six, uh, six, six and has a jumper can, you know, put them under the hoop. It doesn't. Yeah. Ma- it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get those rebounds, yeah. That's such <laughs> that's, that's a good
3: story. <laughs> um, that might be a good way to it is a good way to June end our on a light for... note and on a happy note. Absolutely. Um, with all the sad, terrible things that always happen in this world. Oh, <laughs>
4: hey,
2: how about my brownies? Yeah, oh, you know wait? I had to get that Let's in. Talk there. About oh, goodness. Them. oh goodness, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. You just Listen. got so oh, excited. We almost
1: wrapped it up, and then Josh got excited. Hey, okay, you <laughs> Josh, what? you know what? Go off. Let
2: me just. I'm going to go off. I'll let you have your moment in the sun. Yeah, it's just going to be a moment. Now, back it No, I'm just playing. Like, <laughs> I the just day. go on this huge spiel. <laughs> now, dude, listen, Baker is my dude. He's playing so well the last three games. Nine touchdowns, one pick, 66% uh, percent completion percentage. He just won offensive player of the month for the entire league. Or Did rookie, he really? Rookie player of the month? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let I let think rookie of the month. I, mean, I think it was of rookie of the month.
0: Um, He's playing good, not that good.
2: There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of quarterbacks playing a lot better than he is. let me see. He was playing offensive rookie of the month. Okay, that sounds so, right. Still, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy about that. I what, think do you he's think about his,
0: what do you think about his comments about Hugh Jackson? Do you, you like
2: know, it? I dig it. A I like fan, it. I dig it. Here's, here's. Um, I was talking to Ryan Donchez earlier or yesterday. Um, he works in our studio and is our studio manager, and he kind of talked me down a little bit. And he's like, "Now listen." If Baker Mayfield was cut by the Browns or something and the Bengals wanted to sign him, wouldn't you think Baker would go? And I was like, yeah, probably. So, you know, however, I think the fire that he's bringing to that team and my goodness, does he have the fan support and injecting some life into a franchise that has been so terrible for so long. It is a welcome sight, and if this is how it's going to happen, so be it, man. Mm-hmm. So be it. I don't care. And they're winning. They they're they are winning.
3: Can we talk a little bit about that uh, meme of Hugh Jackson?
2: Oh, that was so great. It was like <laughs> oh, it, showed of, it showed this picture. It was showed this picture of uh, Hugh Jackson. He was all happy. He's like, "Hey, Hugh Jackson's finally helping the Browns win a game because <laughs> he went and sucks for the other team." Though <laughs> it was so great, and then. Uh, Demarius Randall, he's a D back uh, for the Browns. Picked off an Andy Dalton pass, walked right to the sideline and handed it to Hugh Jackson. Oh my god! It was that was hilarious. I was I, uh, I had a good uh, chuckle. That was that. the most savage moment. I, and like the Browns in the past, that would happen to the Browns. It would. You know what I'm saying. It would. Those are the things that would happen to the Browns. And you know, fans like me would just be sitting there wanting to cry because it's we are like the laughing stock of the league. But that's not the case anymore.
4: Nope. That's
3: too bad that um, there isn't a Brown Steelers game later in the season I this know. year. Um, I, normally, I, it's later. I know. And We're playing
4: better, but we playing already better. played y'all. Already yeah,
3: so so that competition. Once, we tied. <laughs> yeah, we tied. We tied, I know. And then the Steelers, you know, that that just hurt me. That I actually stopped pass. watching the, the game they after the first in half. I don't they do. know why. They, they really always do. have. Hey, it must be the air. It's a little yeah, higher up.
2: Fine with me. I hope they play it. They could play there eight times a game or eight times a year. That'd be great. All
0: right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and listening in to the Jamcast. Uh, We'll be here next week, so don't go anywhere Thursday, ten o'clock. And don't forget, journalism matters. And we'll see you. You guys will hear us next week at ten a.m. Have a good. Have a great weekend.
3: Good luck on finals.
0: Absolutely. (laughs)